you have to know that they may not be like, oh, I'm so excited to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Like, praise God they will because those people are so dope. But it's just going to be like hard. And man, I had some boring dates, you know, with people that I was like, all right, we're not going to be friends. But then I met people that, you know, I'm still friends with to this day. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems Podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human being behind Big Kid Problems, Sarah Merrill. Now, I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about entering the adult world, and as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have Big Kid Problems. So each week, we will take a funny yet informative look at a specific Big Kid Problem, break it down with our roundtable panel, then have out an expert to help us solve our problem of the week. From love and relationships, career, money, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to a whole new week and a whole new episode of the Big Kid Problems podcast. This week, we are talking all about friendships, expanding your inner circle, finding community, and building new relationships as a quote-unquote adult. I don't know about you guys, but I have found that the older you get, the harder it is to make new friends. You know, you go from college where you're constantly surrounded by peers and friends, and then you join the workforce, and slowly but surely, life responsibilities happen— you start going out less and less. And then when you get really old, like me, your friends and your age group start getting married and starting families. So it gets even harder to make and keep those friends. Now, what's super interesting to me is that when I first started this podcast, I had several messages from people asking me to do this topic. And it honestly made me feel better uh, that other people were experiencing this because for a time, I kind of thought I was alone in this big kid problem. Quick story. um, I just moved across the country last summer. And so for somebody living in a new city, I like know the struggle firsthand. So before I moved, I was living in New York City for the last eight years and I had a ton of friends. You know, my social calendar was always booked. I always had people I could call on at pretty much any hour of the day to hang out with or just bitch to. And it was awesome. But then when I picked up and moved to LA last summer, uh, I thought I would have no trouble making new friends. And let me tell you, it's been a lot harder than I thought. And to be honest, it's like still pretty hard a year in. (laughs) I'm currently going through this big kid problem and it can be really lonely and shitty, especially in the age of social media when you'll like scroll through and just see what feels like everybody else having a great time with each other and not you. Uh, So trust me, I know. I know the struggle. And we should also talk about the flip side of this because let's say you have a ton of friends or you hang out with the same people year after year. I want you to listen to this episode too, because I was a little guilty of that in my New York days. And I realized that by forcing yourself to meet new people, expand your circle, connect with others, I mean, like that's the stuff that makes you grow as a person. Have you ever heard those sayings, you know, like you're the culmination of the five people you hang out with the most? Or if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Maybe it's time to expand your circle and uplevel your life. So regardless of where you are, we're going to get into it today and talk about ways to meet new friends and build out your network. I have the two awesome ladies of the Almost 30 podcast, Krista Williams and Lindsay Simpsick, back on the show this week for our roundtable. They are masters at building community and have brought thousands of people together through their Almost 30 community. I've also basically just forced them to be my new friends, so I'm pumped to have them on for this. And we're also going to be joined by our expert this week, Rob of Rob's 10K Friends. Rob quit his corporate job years ago and embarked on a project to meet and spend an hour with 10,000 new people. So he is a pro at making new friends and connections. So I'm pumped to have him on here as well. Without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. So get comfy and stay tuned. 
All right. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I am here now with Crystal Williams and Lindsay Simsek of the Almost 30 Podcast. They are not only a podcast, but they also have an awesome community and they host events all over the world or not all over the world, all yeah, over the... Yeah, all over the world. Really? Yeah, bitch. Hey, amazing. <laughs> you read right. <laughs> um, and you guys, you guys bring the, together people, you know, in this community and all of us good stuff and you have this awesome podcast, but you two met later in life we're here we're talking about friendships in this episode so can you give me a little background on how the two of you guys met yeah, yeah. I was uh, so I wanted to be a soul cycle instructor really bad so if people don't know what that is um it is a they know what that is okay good it's like a it's like a cycle <laughs> class where you like dance and stuff <laughs> everyone okay if, anyone, if you're not if you're not familiar with yeah. soul cycle you might want to turn this podcast yeah off. you do this <laughs> yeah. um so I want so I was like oh I want to be a soul cycle instructor so bad so I started to go through the audition process, which is pretty grueling. Like you just like need to be in the mix. You need to be fit. You need to be all of these things. And so I got connected to Lindsay through that process because she's an instructor. So someone was like, oh, you need to meet her. She could probably help you with your audition. So we connected and I didn't get the audition, um, oh. but I got Lindsay as a friend. And then I was in New York at the time, moved to LA and you know we've been best friends ever since. That's so cute. So how yep. long has it been? It's been three years. Yeah, about three years. Yeah, because literally we met, and then a few months in, yeah, it we was, started this. Yeah, we were meant to mm-hmm. meet and start this. <laughs> yeah, much right we were away. hanging out like twenty four seven because I was unemployed at that time. What's kind of fun is that yeah. What's kind of fun is that like we've gotten to know each other mm-hmm. through working together on this you know creative journey and really creating a community. So. That's been really fun because um, I think sometimes when you bring baggage into the picture, it can get a little weird, especially if you're mm-hmm. going into business. So um, yeah, it's been amazing. And I was out here in LA already and, you know, in LA, like it's kind of, it's kind of a lonely town in a lot of ways. So we're in our cars driving from point A to point B. We don't really have this like close face-to-face interaction like you do say in New York and you're on the streets. You're like, hey, what's up? Da, 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 whatever. So, you know, you really have to make the effort out here to meet with friends, plan things. So when I met Krista, just a lot of things aligned in terms of like what we were going through in our life. We were, you know, planning to, or I had just moved across the country, um, just thinking more thoughtfully about what we wanted to do with our lives, thinking about how we wanted to feel. So whether that meant health, mental health, emotional health, physical health, and these conversations I had never really had before with a friend. So it was just like kind of friendship 2.0 when I met Krista Mm -hmm. and then the podcast was kind of It's nice when you're older. Yeah. I was going to say, how did you kind of go from being, you know, friends and all of this into forming a business together? And yeah, you know, like it wasn't a business, you know, it was just like a pod, like we tried to make this podcast. So it was like recording on the closet floor for eight months. And like, we would just use it as time to learn about each other and Mm -hmm. just kind of connect. And, you know, we didn't know it was going to turn into something. That's so funny. Yeah. And now look at you guys. I know. Look at us now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, it is crazy, but that's what's, I mean, we met at the right time. You always usually meet at the right time. And I'm glad that, you know, she met the person that I am at that point. And now we've evolved so much, but so much of like friendships I've found has been interesting is that I change and evolve so much. So, you know, sometimes you just, you don't evolve beyond, but you just kind of like go your separate ways or you kind of just change your trajectory. And you know, being 30, like I'm pretty set in, in a certain things in my life. So they're not going to change. So, you know, had to like up level my friends, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. so true. And like what you were saying, cause I'm experiencing that now, obviously mm-hmm. like moving to LA, it is kind of like you have these like isolating moments and it, it's your people are more spread out. It's yep. harder to like, you know, find friends. And then if you do find friends, keeping those friends yep. because they're like far yeah. as shit and you have to actually like make a really big effort. I'm wondering, you know, like how did you like, when you were moving here, let's say, mm. how did you guys like actually find a network and like mm. actually find people to hang out with? Like, and I know for anybody who's moving or, you know, kind of just getting older, I think it can be harder. Yeah. Yeah. I was a lucky enough with, I moved out here because of SoulCycle. So they had moved me. I'd always wanted to be in LA, but just didn't know how or 
when or what, but um, it happened. And um, so I kind of fell into a built-in community in That's that nice. way. Not necessarily, I wasn't necessarily hanging out with them, mm. but I just felt like I had some people, you know, to connect with and be myself with. You're but in, desperate, you could call. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, it's funny. I have this like weird thing with like mixing work with friendships sometimes, you know, yeah. depending, or like people who ride with me. Like sometimes I don't want to be, I want to be, open and like friends with them, but I'm probably not going to like go to the bar with them and hang. It's like a weird thing that I have, but anyway. Oh no, I totally agree with that too. Cause my my work persona is so different than like who I am as a person. And I'm done with you. (laughs) Totally. Done with you. But I think I'm over you. I think when you move, like, you know, there are little pockets of communities, whether it's in the fitness world, maybe you love like yoga. Maybe you can, you know, start going to consistent yoga classes and see some of the same people. Maybe you vibe with someone and you can like reach out to them. And So just ways in which you can kind of insert yourself into existing communities, I think is, has been successful for me. Yeah. And I, so I was in Chicago for a while and then moved to New York and then moved here. So I've had to, you know, find friends and make friends in each of those cities. And here, especially I was like, all right, I need my friends that have friends in LA to connect me so that I can meet up with them. And Mm -hmm. that's what I did you know, a lot for the first couple months, I'd meet up with friends of friends, like for coffee or what I would do is just find like something they were already doing. So like, are you going out this weekend or are you working out this week? I could go to that. So it's not like they're making time out of their day. Cause like right now it'd be really hard for me to make time. And I think for a lot of people, you know, people have their set routine and it's hard to kind of work someone new in. That's so, that's mm-hmm. actually a really good, you know, so I'd yeah. always just try and find like workout classes are what I go to. But if you have a passion or hobby, like Lindsay said, finding that and just making it so easy for that person. Like you have to know that they may not be like, Oh, I'm so excited to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. Like praise God they will. Cause those people are so dope, but <laughs> it's just going to be like hard. And man, I had some boring dates, you know, with people that I was like, all right, we're not going to be friends. But then I met people that, you know, I'm still friends with to this day. Yeah. It is so funny, like in those initial, like it, it, it almost is like dating. Like you said, like a date. And mm-hmm. I, I've been out of the game, like dating wise, for a while. And now that I've moved here and I'm like trying to meet meet friends, I feel like I'm back in the dating pool. Like you know, you have to like text at a certain time. Like, have you ever? And this is actually true. I feel like I was trying to make friends with this girl recently, and I was like texting her to quickly. You know oh, what I mean? Honey. Like, I'm like, oh my God, like we're back here. Oh my God. That was when I texted you and it went green. I was like, this bitch did not give me the wrong number. I literally was like, I'm not going to believe it. Oh I'm wait. Not okay. Believe it. That is a backstory. I met Krista at an event and I gave her my digits. I slipped her my digits, uh-huh. but I gave her the wrong number. She gave me number. the wrong number. I was crushed, but I wasn't even going to tell anyone. I wasn't even going to acknowledge that it was true. I literally was like, this isn't even true. I know what we had is real. Yeah. I didn't, I did not mean to curb you. So I, I DM'd her like a psychopath. Yeah. I was like, give me your right number. But I mean, we met at that event. Like, so we met at an event that, you know, events are events or, you know, they can be good. They can be bad. And it's like, if I go to those and I meet just one person that mm-hmm. I connect with, that is totally. like success. Yes. You know, that is like all I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you guys ever had like a friendship fail where you tried to, you know, make friends with somebody and it just like mm-hmm. didn't work out? Here, yeah. I, I, there was one chick I met at a workout class. I was like, oh, she's my best friend. <laughs> and um, she gave me the wrong number or something like that. Or like this didn't text me back. It's a reoccurring thing It's reoccurring. I try really hard. <laughs> um, yeah, and she didn't text me back. That's like one. But nowadays I don't. You know, I don't. Well, you go for the well, you go for the yeah. double, triple text. Like you know, you can't Hell do that. Oh no, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. If I'm seeing my own bubble next to my own bubble next <laughs> yeah. to my own bubble, hell no. <laughs> Unless it's a dude that ain't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, yeah, it is a little bit of a dance in the beginning, but like I feel like in the initial conversation in person, you can usually feel their vibe, whether they're a little like off or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whether they're your vibe. For sure. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not used to like making so much of an effort, you know, like I, you guys did this Same. too. Like I lived in a different city where I had a lot of friends and like, Same. then you move and you have to like, now I have to like really try. And I'm like, I'm just used to calling up a friend and being like, Hey, like you want to go to a bar mm-hmm. in like a couple hours? Like totally. I had a rough day. And now you just like, can't do that. But it's such a good opportunity for you to be like, okay, who do I want to be? 
You know, like, because when you're friends with someone for a really long time, like when you're in New York or wherever it was, like, I would find that they would have this, like, expectation of me or who I was or what our relationship was. And then it would always just kind of play out that way. So maybe they think you're always late or that you are like flaky or that you're like can't be trusted or something like that. It's like, it's hard to really break that and kind of change someone's opinion of you. But with new friends, it's like, I want to be someone that's, you know, funny, caring, compassionate to them. So I can really like Mm -hmm. try and be a better person with these new people because they don't really know who you are yet. That's a really nice way of looking at it. Mm Oh, I feel, I that's that. what I found like in each city that I've moved to, it's like just a really good opportunity for me to be more of who I want to be, you yeah. know, and more of who I'm meant to be because I'm meeting these new people. And it's like, just like a recheck. It's like, okay, like I'm in this new space and they, no one knows who I am. So like I can be cool and I can be all these things. Yeah. Wait, how many cities have you like lived in as an, as an adult, like um, post-college? Just three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Just those mm-hmm. three. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Just yeah. New York and here. What about you? Nice. New York then here? Yeah, New York then here. Yeah. Um, so this is like, it, it's kind of a challenge, I would say. Because well, also, I did it younger. Like, yeah. You know, mm. like, you know, I feel like, would you guys, do you think it's it's easier when you're in your early 20s versus late 20s, 30s to make friends? Question. I mean, sometimes because there's alcohol involved if you drink. So there would just be these situations. But oftentimes I would like realize I made friends with someone that I probably wouldn't be friends with sober. So (laughs) you know what I mean? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's just different. I think I was more social back then. Mm -hmm. I kind of, I learned now that like I recharge and energize when I'm alone and that because I'm with soul cycle, with the podcast touring, like I'm giving a lot of energy, which I love, but like my time to recharge is by myself. So it really, I have to find a way and I'm like figuring that out now where like, you know, one-on-ones will really fill me up and I can be present enough to take in what's supposed to be taken in to recharge me. You totally. Know? I think that's why it is easier early on in your twenties though, because like you were saying, like mm-hmm. you're just more social, you know, like I feel like I used to go out to the bar with like 12 friends, you know, oh, on yo. a Friday, Saturday. Yeah. I said that too. I was like, dude, in Chicago, I had like 20 best friends. We would <laughs> yeah, roll like, 20. we'd go to the club and like stand on tables and just talk to each other. Yeah. We would literally just be like in corners with each other the entire time. Mm-hmm. Never so like talking to dudes. But when you're younger, it's like, you're so used to the college atmosphere or maybe you're used to the college atmosphere. That was my experience. Yeah. Like, so you are, are used to being around tons of people. So you kind of like look for more people, but now it's like, you don't, I don't need that many people. Right. I don't, you know, I can't like, I have so many close friends, but like, I can't manage that many friendships anymore. Totally. You don't really have the time because you kind of do self-care. Maybe you have a relationship or you're kind of just finding other ways to use your time that are outside of like trying to maintain and foster 20 friendships through G chats and texts every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So true. So it's not so much the quantity. It's like the quality. And I know people like don't, you know, I used to be like, oh, whatever. Mine's both. Like I have the best friends and I have 40 of them, (laughs) but it's just like things change and like people's priorities change. And it's not like you don't be friends with them, but you know, you just kind of like maybe drift off. And maybe you have different types of friends for like different like needs in a way. Yeah. You know, like, so if I love hanging, if I want to like have a night where I go out and have a dinner and we have drinks and we just kind of like hit the town, I have a few friends that I do that with, right? Mm -hmm. If I want to have like a night where I'm just hanging at my place and one-on-one, you know what I mean? I have that friend or someone to go laugh with at a comedy show or a theater show or something. It's like, I have kind of these, it's compartmentalized, at least in my heart. Like, yeah. And it doesn't mean one's better than the other. It's just like, totally. They're all different. So I'm going to probably engage with them differently. Yeah. Ooh, who do you think like you are to your friends? Interesting. (laughs) Like, as you were saying that, I'm like, oh my God, am I the friend? I think I'm the friend that people call when they're like, they're like, I want to get fucked up. (laughs) 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 And I'm like starting to have a lot of realizations about myself. Uh, (laughs) Did you go out a lot in New York? I went out a lot. And it's not even, I'm not like some like crazy alcoholic by any means, but I'm just like, I like to go out and like have fun and you know, like I'm going to bring it. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Like a dream. 
Sometimes I do bring it a little too hard, though, and that's when I need to rely on my old friend, Morning Recovery. Now, I know you've heard me talk about it before, but Morning Recovery is the drink you drink before you drink. So if you feel like bringing it on a night out, I highly recommend drinking one of these bad boys before you go to bed to help your body detox, rehydrate, and bounce back so you can do more the next day. Morning Recovery Secret is DHM, a plant-derived superhero ingredient that helps speed up the breakdown of alcohol-induced toxins so you wake up feeling refreshed and not regretting your entire life, which we know is a plus. (laughs) And if you don't love it, you'll get your money back, so there's really no reason not to try it. And they even have a special little discount for our listeners. If you go to morelabs.com slash bigkid, you'll get 20% off your entire order when you use this code. So it's just bigkid at checkout. And really, if you've ever felt shitty the day after drinking, you just need to try morning recovery. Like, trust me on this one. Get yourself a pack for 20% off at morelabs.com slash big kid. But nobody's calling me. Well, I'm kind of pissed. Like, nobody's calling me to be like, hey, give me, you know, a relationship. <laughs> yeah. As you get older, too, you need less advice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you just kind of do, like, I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, you kind of share, you don't share as much. Cause I remember like everything. Like, I mean, my friends knew everything about every relationship I ever had. Yeah. And nowadays it's like, you know, people know stuff, but like, I'm not going to say everything just cause I'm too lazy, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't need anyone else's like opinion to shape what I'm doing. Yeah. Close for feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm probably. <laughs> I don't know. When they need a pep talk. Oh, that's yeah. good. I'm a pep talker. That's but, great. Yeah. People usually unload in a good yeah. way. Yeah. Just like whatever they're going through. Usually it's for advice or just to kind of vent. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty like mm-hmm. even keeled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is not always good to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, because sometimes like someone needs to learn something, you know? <laughs> and I'm just trying to be what they need, like mm. be what they need instead of what they need to learn, I guess. I don't know. Mm. That's nice. But if that was the case, then you'd be like… The friend they wouldn't go to for They'd be like <laughs> silent and you'd be like, trust the process. <laughs> you know, like you got to say something. Yeah. No, I know. But I'm saying I don't say enough in one direction. Um, I'm guilty of that too. You know? Because I do. Because when I get passionate, bad. it almost like freaks them out. Because yeah. I'm so passionate about it. I think they're scared to like let me down or like if they don't take that advice. Right. Because I'm like, you got to quit bag. your job and you got to do this. And like, oh my God, you've been made for this. And so it's like and a little scary. they quit their job and they're like, now yeah. what? Yeah, like, well, <laughs> that's when you send them over to me and I'll take them out. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah literally. They yeah, we should drink company. Yeah. yeah. A friend company. <laughs> friend company. All right. Well, if anybody out there is looking for new friends, I think they should go to one of your events. And- oh, Oh my God, I mean, what a should. good way. Or, or find communities like that. Yeah. I think yeah. that that is like such a new thing that's coming out. And it, like you guys said, it's just like a great yeah. way to meet like-minded people. And they, they could start that too. Yeah. Like if they are kind of the, those people that start things, they could, you know, kind of put a little word out there, like would love to, even on Instagram, like people, it's like very funny how yes. like your friend could follow you on Instagram, see that you said, hey, anyone in LA want to do a hike on Saturday? And then your friend's like, oh my God, I have a girlfriend, Sarah. She lives in LA now. Like, let me like put you two together. Social oh, media yeah. is Ew. crazy like that. Yeah. You know? And with almost 30, we do like we've started communities. So every city has like a chapter. They meet up like they've never met each other. They don't know anything about each other, but they have the one commonality of liking the podcast. Yeah. So they'll meet for hikes, breakfast, some go on vacation together. And it's been just like incredible to see how open and willing people are. It's just like that one bit of permission, you know, to get them in the door and then they'll be friends forever. And Facebook groups now are really great. Like I would definitely search Facebook groups in your area. So, you know, there's another one called Fit Girl LA and they have chapters in other cities. And the only like, not criteria, but the only thing is like, hey, do you like to work out every once in a while? Great. Join this group. So now you know like, hey, I could maybe work out with a girl or, you know, there's other types. Like those are the kind of the only ones that come to mind. But there's so many types of groups that you can find online through DMs, through even like hashtags, people can find that. But there's a lot with the internet. It can seem lonelier right? because everything's behind a screen and because it's very focused on that, but it can really be your best asset. And we've really, really seen that within our community, The how beautiful it can be to use the internet to meet people in real life. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. You know, I feel like 
you guys are online too. I feel like I have people that we I'm are. friends with. <laughs> we are online. You are on the internet. Every once in a while, we are online. <laughs> You're on the internet. You've heard of it. Um, I feel like a lot of people, I have like friends like on the internet that I've never 100%. actually met in person, mm-hmm. but they're like always like, you know, commenting on my mm-hmm. pics and I'm, I fucking love them. Yeah. You're just like, they're your buds. Yeah. Like there you are and you respect and love them. And it'd be totally normal if you wanted to meet up with them. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and like hang out. Yeah, and just maybe vet that they're not like a serial killer. Totally. I mean, honestly, don't get your expectations <laughs> up. But and this is like part of the journey of like moving to a new city. You know what I mean? It's just it can be lonely at first, but that is true. I, in this transition, I try to remind myself of that mm-hmm. because the same thing happened in New York. It's not like I just mm-hmm. strolled off the plane and had forty friends. It came with time, and it is like part of the part of the adventure. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well. I'm glad I met you guys. Oh, you know, we're so glad. Yeah. yeah. We were like, you. we hope she likes us. We hope she likes us. Instant BFS. Obsessed. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. cheers. Stick around and we will be right back with our expert of the week. All right, this is the friendship episode. And since I kind of feel like we're friends at this point, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that has changed my productivity game over the last year. I'm talking, of course, about Strong Coffee Company. Strong Coffee is like a healthy coffee on steroids. Okay, it looks like a protein powder. It's really easy to make. You just mix it with hot or cold water. I usually do the latte flavor with hot water. It's so good. Um, and it's just so easy and you don't have to worry about like brewing coffee or doing any of that hard stuff. Um, and then it's packed with all of this extra good stuff like collagen protein to support healthy skin, hair and nails, MCT oil, which helps cognitive function and hyaluronic acid to rejuvenate and hydrate your skin. And that MCT oil that's in there is what gives it that little kick. Like it's not quite like an Adderall, but you definitely feel more focused than your average cup of coffee. And then there's L-theanine in it, which supports calm focus and memory. So you don't get those jitters you get when you drink regular coffee or take an Adderall. And because we're friends, I'm even going to share that strong coffee has an extra little benefit. Uh, It is amazing for your digestion. Like if you think regular coffee gets things moving, strong coffee is that, but on a whole different level. It gets the job done. I love it. I use it every day. I've been using it for a year and I am just so pumped that Strong Coffee Company is joining the Big Kid Problems family and offering you, our listeners, 20% off your first purchase. So just go to strongcoffeecompany.com and use code BIGKID at checkout. I'm also going to include that URL in our show notes. But again, it's just strongcoffeecompany.com and use code BIGKID at checkout. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Let me fill you in on a little secret called Anchor. Anchor is the platform I've been using. It is so easy. It's free to use. And it has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. You can record and edit directly into the app. And they'll even distribute your podcast for you everywhere that podcasts are listened to. So Spotify, Apple, Um, just pretty much anywhere you can think that you would want to distribute your podcast, they'll hook you up. Um, They even make it easy to make money from your podcast by offering up different partnership opportunities, and you can track all of that good stuff within the app. So if you've ever thought about making your own, now is the time to do it. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's the Anchor app or anchor.fm to start your own podcast today. All right. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I am joined now with Rob's 10K... I'm just calling you Rob's 10K friends. You can call me Rob. People call me Rob 10K. Rob 10K. Every once in a while. So fish. But you can just call me Rob. All right, Rob. Rob is uh, the guy behind Rob's 10K friends. He's on a mission to meet 10,000 friends one-on-one for one hour each. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. We got to back up and you just tell me like, what is this mission? Sure. Tell me a little bit about it. How'd you get started? Like what made you want to do this? Okay. So I'm originally from the suburbs of Philadelphia and I went to school at Penn State. So 
when I was there, I knew a lot of people through clubs and activities. And when I graduated, I studied finance and I started doing consulting for Deloitte. So always wanted to get back to a place where I felt like I had that same sense of community that I had at Penn State. And I also minored in accounting and entrepreneurship. So was always interested in how can I do something to create my own path in life. And me loving people, I was like, I think this is an interesting enough concept where if I just do it, it will organically grow. And then I can use that growth to leverage partnerships and then use those partnerships to fund the project. The goal just is that it becomes this cycle where my life is me just hanging out with people every day and like learning about their lives. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, I started November of 2015 was the first person I met. And at the time I was doing sales for a tech startup in Philly. And I did that for eight months. I did the project for eight months alongside my tech sales job. Mm. And then they were bought out. It was your side hustle. The the project was my side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. And then in July of 2016, the tech company was bought out. So I was laid off. Mm. And rather than looking for a new job, I decided to take this full time. And from my perspective, it's a lot of like, this is just what I love to do. So I always tell people like, I would rather be here with you right now than watching TV or, or like playing video games or something like that. So for me, it's my favorite way to entertain myself, but it has also taken on this added level of like, doing good by mm. meeting different people of all different backgrounds and sharing their stories and kind of providing the perspective that I'm gaining to everyone who's following along. Yeah, that's awesome. I should mention that the big part of your project <clears throat> is you're sharing all of this on social media. You, 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 you write about every single person that you've met with, right? Yeah. So I take a picture with each person and then just from whatever I remember of our conversation, I'll kind of like package that into a little blurb, cool. which is like a little slice of their life. And I share that with my following. That's awesome. Yeah. So you are obviously like the perfect person to talk to for this episode because it's like we're talking about friendships. And I mean, we, I think it can be harder the older you get, like meeting new people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It can be a little tough. I know me personally moving to LA, I had no idea I would have as much trouble as I had like actually making new friends. And Mm -hmm. this is what you do every single day. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you seem like the right person to talk to. I think I'm in a unique situation in that I have this project that is allowing me to go meet all these people. But I also think there are things that I've learned from doing it that could be applied to people who just moved to a new city or just want to make maybe new friends in their own area. Yeah. Okay. So let's <clears throat> let's talk about that. So if you're trying to make you know a connection, like where where do you even start? Where where are you finding all these people? For your project. So this year I wrote an article called How to Meet 12 New People in 2019. And Mm. it's kind of my attempt at like expanding this project beyond myself. Yeah. So I think there are certain things now, like I partnered last September with this app called Shaper and it's kind of like a networking app. It it kind of leans more business uh, oriented. It's like a, like a dating app for friends. It's yeah, like a dating app for friends or like business. Oh, okay. That's yeah. kind of cool. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, I just came across it through an Instagram ad and then yeah. I partnered with them and then I started using it. I'll link it in um I'll link it in our show notes. So sure. for anybody who wants to check that out. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, so Shaper is kind of a cool way that you've been able to like meet complete strangers. Yeah. Yeah. But I also so I think that's just one of many ways. I think oh, it's so interesting. Like I think friends of friends is probably the best way to do things. Mm -hmm. Because the first time I came out to LA, the people who I met with were all friends of Philly people that I had met. And from there, it's like you meet them and then you get to meet their friends. So they're probably a good landing point. Yeah. And I think it, it depends on your goals too. Like if you're trying to meet a new tightly knit friend group or if you're trying to meet a ton of people like me. But yeah, and I like I would use Instagram, I think, Bumble BFF is probably a viable option. I've never used that. So I can't really speak to like it actually working. But I think it's also like what you put into it. For me, meeting new people was a priority in this project. So I kind of put myself out there. Isn't it crazy how, I mean, you were just talking about this, how like you, you know, you, you meet somebody through a friend, but then like you can get 
get connected through like a friend of their friend. It's like a butterfly effect. Yeah. You know, like I was even thinking about this, you know, it's kind of like the beauty of like actually getting outside of your core friend group and meeting new people is because like you just never know like what connections can come from that. Mm -hmm. And like, I was guilty of that in New York. Like I kind of hung out like in my insular friendship group. And I think that there's like a real value in like getting out there and meeting new people because like, I mean, you can attest to this. Like you, you just never know like the kind of connections you're going to make. Yeah. I have a cool story around that. And the other thing I've noticed, so I've met like just over 2,500 people so far. So I'm more than a quarter of the way through the project. And one of the things that I realized is I've met a lot of people who I think I would be good friends with if I had the same amount of time with them that I had with my current friends. Mm. So it's interesting. I think like it's not for lack of chemistry. It's just lack of time or lack of putting yourself out there. But the other thing, so in July of last year, I did a phone interview with Ryan Seacrest for his radio show. And how I got to him can be traced back to like the 40th person. Really? Yeah, because I was curious and I looked back at it and it was like, I met this girl who had a friend who wrote for this publication, The Philadelphia Citizen. He wrote an article, this kid from Temple saw it. He met with me. His friend saw it. I met with her. (laughs) She was a brand ambassador for this company, Serengeti. Mm. I met the guy who founded that company. They partnered with me, posted about me on their Instagram. This girl from Portland, Oregon. This is already crazy. Thank you, guys. This girl from Portland, Oregon started following me and was following me for like a year. And then last summer, she messaged me and was like, hey, I'm finally in LA. I've been following you for a year. I want to meet. And so I met with her. She reposted our photo to her page. Her friend just happened to be a producer for On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Wow. Saw it, emailed me the next day on a Thursday. And that Monday I was on the phone with Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> That's so nuts. Yeah. So. I hope you keep track of all of these like threads as you go. Yeah. Well, I write like how I met with everyone. Oh, that's cool. So people will know that I met you because of Naz. Yeah. Yeah. And that it is like, you know, for anybody who's listening, who's like, you know, a little bit introverted or having trouble making friends. I mean, like that is like, the whole beauty of this is like, you never know what like making one connection can do. Yeah. It's so cool. What's funny. We were, we were I was talking about this with my boyfriend beforehand, like how we even met was like a similar oh, really? story. Yeah. Like he met like one girl at a wine conference and she invited him to like hang out at a happy hour. And he was like, or uh, like a, go back to her place. Like later on, she's like, I'm having friends over if you want to sure. come. He was like, Oh, I don't know. But he, eventually was like, you know what? I'll go meet, I'll go meet her. It's like a new person, new group of friends. So he went there. He ended up meeting like this whole group of girls. Two of them happened to be my best friends, like that I didn't know yet. They moved to New York and then we met and then they were, you know, (laughs) connected. Got connected. And then, yeah. So like led to me living in California is because he said yes to going and hanging out with some random chick after a wine conference. I love that stuff. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I don't know. So it's definitely, it's definitely interesting. I kind of want to get to, cause we all know, and I'm sure a lot of people like, want to meet, meet friends, want to make these connections, but they don't really know like how to go about it. Sure. And I've always been in this situation. Like I'll give you like, a good example. And like, I kind of want to hear like what you would do because I'm a very outgoing person. Mm-hmm. Like I've, you know, I freaking talk into a microphone, sure. you know, like I can, I can, I can do this. Um, but I'll be at like events or I'll be at like a party or some kind of like social setting. And I've noticed like, I'm like, okay, I, I'll hang, I'll talk to the people that I know, but I'm not like super jazzed about like going and talking to a stranger. Like it's hard. Right. You've obviously had to be in these positions before where you like have to go and talk to people to like meet your quotas. Sure. So like, what's your strategy? It's interesting. I was just in this situation last night because I went to an event that a girl that I had met was running. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I feel like it's just like I met this dude because we are both in line to sample this tequila that this uh, company was promoting. And we just started chatting over that. And then my favorite question to start with people in opening a conversation is, are you originally from here? And mm-hmm. I think I might have even done that with you. Yeah. Because it just gives you context. Like you said, no, I'm from New York. And so then there's this whole storyline that we have to talk about of how you got from New York to LA, why you made that move, 
what was home like back in New York or your boyfriend being from Orange County. Like, why are you in Hermosa Beach now? Yeah. What, like, did you ever leave LA? It just, it opens it up to a lot of questions. Mm. Yeah. I think when talking to new people too, questions are key. So I think a lot of people, maybe if they're introverted or even extroverted, get nervous because it's like, oh, what am I going to say this whole time? How are I going to, how am I going to hold this conversation afloat? And this comes from my sales experience beforehand. My boss would always say, we're more powerful with the questions we ask than the answers we give. And it's like, you can just sit back and guide a conversation the whole time by asking questions. And at the end, people will love you because you'll just, the person you're with talks about themselves the whole time. Yeah. People like, love oh. talking about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll think, oh, that person's so nice. They had such a good conversation with them. Yeah. Not realizing that they were just talking about themselves the whole time. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> That's, um, do you have any other go-to questions? I like this. Because I see like that is that first one is obviously really good. And you're looking for similarities, right? Like if someone you could say like you were like, oh, like you we were talking and you mentioned Philly and like sure. I could be like, oh, East Coasters, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. you know, like you're always kind of looking for commonalities, I feel like is a good thing to 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 do. But let's say like you can't find a commonality, like what other <laughs> questions? What are your other go-tos? So I vi- visualize it in my head. I visualize people's lives like a timeline. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to fill in the gaps of that timeline. So for you and I, we just met, what, 30 minutes ago? Yeah. And I know you went to Florida State. I know you're from New York. I know you did comedy and came out here. But I don't know like where you were raised or if you have siblings or what your family is like or why you chose to go to Florida State or what you studied there and why you studied that and like what you chose to do after. So all of those things are things that I'd be curious to ask. And I think it's not so much thinking about the question. It's more so thinking about what you don't know about that person yet in the gap of their life and then trying to find that out. That's so interesting. And talk about like, I think those types of questions, you're, you are going to make such a bigger connection or more of a depth, like a deeper connection than if you're like sitting around being like, Oh, it's cold out here. Huh? Yeah. You know, like I go to weather quite a bit. It like really, never works, you know. Like, yeah, it's just a filler. It's just a filler. These some of these filler conversations, I feel like, yeah, like that approach definitely people are gonna feel more connected and you understand the person more. Yeah. I think to open people up, it's like vulnerability breeds vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So sometimes if I wanna cover a certain topic, like I'll talk about that in my life and then it almost invites the other person to share their experience in it or just opens them up. And then like, you can kind of guide them to that place. Interesting. Not that we're all like guiding each other, but yeah, vulnerability is a huge thing. And I've found that the people that I feel most connected with are the ones where we're like, okay, I'm willing to lift the hood of my car up to talk with you about my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting because it's so simple, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I'm thinking like, I'm just like thinking of myself personally. I'm like, I just talk. <laughs> like If I'm having a conversation with people, like I just want to make the conversation like, you, you know, keep it going. I want to keep it going. I want to make sure they don't feel like uncomfortable. Like things are slowing down. So I will fill that shit in sure. <laughs> with like bullshit. Yeah. And I, th- I, I kind of feel that too. Yeah. I think that's for me where practice makes perfect comes mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the cool things I saw from my project. Like, I'm very confident now in my ability to hold a conversation with a a total stranger just because my mind over time has built up a library of topics to draw from. Mm. And that's kind of why I wanted to push people to do that 12 friend challenge thing too, because the more you do it, the more comfortable you become with it. And you're also, you're like building that up in your mind. And the approach that I have now is not the approach that I had back when I started. Tell us more about your approach now or some of these things that you've learned? I I think it just goes back to like thinking about the timeline thing, but then there are times when it does that you can get into that trivial space. So for me, I feel like the safe things are always like what Netflix shows are you watching? Great question. Yeah. Yeah. Or what music are you into? A lot of adults want to make new friends, but we all think that everyone has their friend group figured out already. Wait, that's not true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's been like my main excuse out here. Oh, really? Yeah. That everyone has it. Figured. I'm like, nobody wants to hang out with me. They already have their own thing going on. Yeah. I'm just like the weird one. And trying probably to get 
yeah. everyone is operating with that mindset. So everyone's just staying yeah. home. But yeah, I think that's a huge thing because that was another big reason why I started this. In college, it felt so natural making friends. Right. And then when you got in the real world, it was like, all right, why are we meeting? Is it a date? Is it a like business meeting? What's the purpose? Mm. And I didn't like that because there was no natural avenue to meet people again. But I've learned just from saying that with other people that everyone does want to meet new people. Yeah. Yeah. So. And probably it's cool, like you actually inviting them places. And I have learned this. This has been like one big lesson I've learned out here in LA, especially is like, I invite people and like, you know, I get blown off or they can't come or whatever it is. And like, you just keep inviting them. And mm-hmm. I feel like people are actually like, they really start to appreciate you as like, oh, you putting know, in the effort. you're putting in effort, but like, you're also giving me like things to do. Like people like having things to do. Sure. I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> I agree. So like not being discouraged by that, but I feel like that's something we have to like almost train ourselves to do is like not to take somebody not being able to hang out with you as like a personal rejection. Right. Yeah. And I think when we were talking about comedy before we started, Mm-hmm. you're like, you go up, if you bomb a 10 minute set, like the worst thing that can happen is it's silent and you bombed it and yeah. you leave. And, but then you know what that feeling is like and you can build up from there. Right. The same thing, I think, with like friend groups and stuff. You can reach out to people and if they reject you, like that's the worst thing that's going to happen. Yeah. But, and there's like a million other people. Yeah. And <laughs> I use that too because I come from... So after I worked for Deloitte, I was doing sales for that tech startup and I got rejected tons of times through that, but was able to build up a skin, like a tough skin where it didn't bother me. And I kind of just realized maybe I'm not the greatest fit to meet with that person or maybe they don't have time to meet with me, but you can always like continue going. Right. And not take it personally. I think that's like such a good good thing to think of. I feel like as adults, like the older we get too, like we have more responsibilities, like our accessibility to hang out is a little bit like less and less and less. So Mm -hmm. do you have any thoughts or things that you do around like keeping those connections strong, even like when you can't spend time and you're, you know, you might be separated by actual space? That is a good question. I, I think like I can speak to being from the East Coast and being out here on the West Coast, mm-hmm. like keeping connections strong with my friends in Philly, I will be proactive about texting them. Like right before I came here, I was texting three of my closest friends in Philly that the Eagles just took a Penn State running back. <laughs> and like they know that, but I want to text it to them so that I'm opening up communication so yeah. that they know I still care about them. So I feel like that's like a really old school thing of just checking in with people yeah. and showing that you care. And I think that's kind of where Instagram can be useful. Like we were talking that maybe Instagram feels like it takes away from personal connections. Mm-hmm. But it's also nice to stay up to date on people's lives. And if yeah. you can't be in that person's life, like that's how I stay in touch with everyone for my project. I think that's my formula for friendship as an adult is, oh, this is good. Like uh, a foundation plus frequency of interaction. So for us, for example... Today, we're setting a foundation. Like, we can always build off of this hour together. Mm-hmm. It's like if I run into you next month and the month after and the month after, we're going to get closer each time. Right. Um, and I did a podcast with this dude, Cal Fussman, and we did it three times because the first two times the audio didn't go <laughs> as we had planned. It's always my worst <clears throat> nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it happens. Yeah. So we did it three times, but during the second time, He was saying that he heard or read somewhere that it takes 90 hours with a person to really feel like you're a true friend of theirs. So I kind of shaped that in my mind too. When I meet with someone, like I have an hour with them. And then every time I see them, I'm just adding minutes towards that 90. So maybe something good to keep in mind for people who are wanting to form new friendships. Like think of how much, what point you are between zero. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And 90 hours is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like, you know what? That's why I always find when I like travel with friends, we get so much closer, you know, mm-hmm. if you do like group trips or you like traveling with somebody and you're like spending a, like, you're really immersed like, yeah. doing these like long things. Like it really does bring you so much closer. Yeah. I love that. So wait, what is it? It's your foundation. 
Oh, less frequency of interaction. Frequency of interaction. That's so interesting. I love that. Yeah. And that's so cool. So I think, I do think that is like a good thing to keep in mind is like, especially because that's another part of the puzzle is I know I've met like really awesome people that I like, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like I like them. I want to be their friends. But then like I was saying before, like you, you kind of have, you are, you're both living your lives. We're adults. We have shit going on mm-hmm. and it's harder to always connect. So I do think that building up that frequency of interaction, making the effort, trying to hang out and then, you know, just kind of doing that more and more over time is really going to like actually build you some good friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Rob, thank you so, so much for coming over, spending this hour with me, building our foundation. This was really fun. And I feel like you gave us some like really good tips to actually like make some friends. Cool. cool. Yeah. So if people want to find more of you and kind of follow your story around, where can they find you? Uh, on Instagram, my handle is at Rob's 10K friends. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter too, but I don't really go on those. So Instagram is where I post like the stories. I treat my DMs like my email inbox. Mm. So yeah, if they are interested in following along or if they want to meet, I'm always happy to meet anyone. Like I don't care how interesting they are, how big or small they are. For me, it's like everyone counts as one. Where's the project? So cool. Yeah. yeah so you, um, especially anybody listening, if you see Rob in your city, yeah. slide up in Hit those DMs. Up, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Rob, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that you now have some extra tools in your tool belt to meet new people and expand your friend group. I want to give a big thank you to our guests this week, Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsick of the Almost 30 podcast and Rob of Rob's 10K Friends. If you want more from them, I have all of their socials and everything you you need just linked right in our show notes. So you can check them out there. Speaking of community, if you want to meet a ton of new people, I will be speaking at the Vault Conference in LA this month. Powered by Steve Harvey, Vault is a learning hub for future leaders, entrepreneurs, and corporate visionaries. So it's a great place to meet some inspiring people. And not to mention, I'll be there talking about social media, so it's going to be good times. You can nab a ticket now at vaultempowers.com or I'll be giving away two tickets for free. So just head to my Instagram page at Big Kid Problems for details. Also, if you are someone who's naturally good at building communities, I am looking for someone to help me manage the Big Kid Problems Facebook group. I want it to be a place where you can air out your big kid problems, see how we can all kind of help each other as we navigate the adult world together. So it'll be a place to share job postings, find like-minded new friends, commiserate, laugh, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're interested in that, just shoot me a DM. Thank you guys again for tuning in this week. I know you have a lot of options to choose from when it comes to podcasts. So I appreciate you spending your time with me. And I hope to see you back here next week for our last episode of the season. What? I am so sad this first season is already almost done. I can't believe it. This was like six months in the making and like it feels like it just went by so fast. Uh, If you want more of the Big Kid Problems podcast, all you have to do is tell your friends, send them a link to listen, share a screenshot on your Instagram. The more people that tune in every week, the more episodes I can get produced. So help me spread the word. Every little bit helps. So with that being said, definitely come back for our season ender next week. It is an all-star episode. One of my favorites from the entire season. It is so good. So get excited, enjoy your week, and I will see you next Tuesday.